Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Gay With God podcast, a safe place for us to share our stories and support one another. How long did we know? What challenges did we face? Did we lose our faith? When did we find our way back home? Or are we still searching? The stories you hear on this podcast will melt your heart and strengthen your belief that in God, all things are possible and you can be authentically gay with the God of your understanding. I'm your host, Midge Noble, and I am very honored that you are here. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Gay With God podcast. I'm Midge Noble, your host, and I'm so glad that you're here. And thank you so much for always subscribing and sharing this podcast and helping it become more visible so that we can get the message out that if you choose to, you can be gay with the God of your understanding. And how you shape that is between you and the God of your understanding. But I'm glad that you're here, and today we're going to talk about a really cool topic for me because I'm continuing on this journey of walking in faith. Now, those of you who know me and know me well know that I really prefer facts over faith. <laughs> and I had this discussion with some people this weekend on Facebook when I got into a chat with someone who is an atheist, and his question was basically, how do you know that Jesus really existed. And I think I misinterpreted his question the way it was written. That's how I interpreted it. And I knew that if I came with him, came to him with a bunch of scripture passages or whatever I would find from my youth, that that would not help because, you know, he doesn't believe in the Bible and doesn't really care about the Bible and proclaims to be an atheist. So I looked for non-spiritual, rather secular articles to talk about Jesus and whether or not he was really here. So it was very interesting, and I did find a very good um, uh, article, and if I can, I'll try to get that into the show notes. Uh, I just now thought about that, but I will try to get that into the show notes for you guys if you're interested. But the idea of walking in faith without facts is sometimes daunting because, <laughs> yes, I, I believe that there is a God um, because I don't believe in the clacking of rocks together that produced all of this amazing planet and solar system that we're on. However, you know the journey I have had of not understanding how God always is existed and that, you know, who are God's people and, <laughs> you know, the whole chicken and the egg thing. Um, and then I, I came across this podcast today because a supply priest that came to our church this past Sunday was actually someone by name I didn't think that I knew. And when I got to the parish, one of my friends says, oh, um, you know the you know the priest. And I said, I do. And, he's, and they said, well, yeah, he knows your name. And I'm like, okay. Well, that was daunting. <laughs> so I was reading um, and serving Eucharist that day. And so I went down uh, to get on my vestments, and there he was in the vestment room uh, where we all get ready, and he said hello to me, and I said hello to him, and he goes, yeah, I know you from Wild Goose, and I went, 
oh, I said, I recognized your face as soon as I saw you. I said, your name didn't come up. He goes, well, it was two years ago, and I was at the Episcopal tent at Wild Goose, and I was running hospitality, and you and I sat down and had a conversation. I said, we had many conversations, as I remember. He goes, yes, we did. And he said, I'm, you know, very glad to have you here, and I didn't think I'd know anybody. And I said, well, I'm, I'm thrilled to hear you preach. I said, I can't wait for today. And so then I, you know, do what all people do, you know, let's look him up on Facebook. Let's see where he's connected. How can I friend you in other ways to, that we can now stay together? And I found uh, a podcast that he actually did. So his name is James Franklin, and he is a chaplain and an Episcopal priest at Winston-Salem. Uh, university. And so his podcast was done back in 2020 uh, to 2021. So it wasn't a very long podcast, but it went through those couple of years and it was called And Also With Y'all, which I think is awesome. (laughs) And it's a great podcast. I've only heard a couple of episodes, but I just love the flow of how he's talking to college students And the description of the podcast is that it features engaging conversations about faith, spirituality, discernment, doubt, and everything in between. The hosts and their guests talk frankly about the serious and the ridiculous young adults encounter as they navigate their faith. So, of course, this morning, I did not have anything planned for you today, not a guest, and I always sort of go into discernment myself before I sit down here and I don't always plan things out to a T and this just kept resonating with me so that when I went into silence the only thing that popped into my head that I would bring to you today is walking in faith and one of the examples that one of the guests talked about was walking on a trail And it was a month-long trail, and it was very difficult to do that. It was difficult to lead the trail for students because she felt very much in charge and responsible. And it was difficult for herself to walk it and release her expectations of what it was supposed to be and how it was supposed to go. And I'm kind of that way as well in things that I set a bar for myself that is sometimes ridiculously high. And if I don't meet it, I feel I have failed. And this can be in anything. For example, yesterday when I was doing the readings, I learned right before we did the procession down to the altar that we were not doing the prayers of the people from the book that I was used to reading it from. We would be doing form six in the Book of Common Prayer. Now that may not mean anything to you guys if you're not Episcopalians, but I knew what they were talking about, but I got so flustered because I hadn't prepared to read out of Form 6, and we hadn't done it in a very long time. We've been using this alternative prayer book, and so I was a little flustered. So I read the, the reading I was supposed to read, and then later I was supposed to read the prayers of the people, and I did that. But I noticed that the people in the congregation were not doing their, their call response back. And I could hear the choir director behind me doing it. But it was a very small number of people who were saying anything back. So I finally realized, as I was now doing the prayers of the people, that I had not given anybody the new information about what page number we were on in the Book of Common Prayer and what form we were supposed to do. And so I stopped myself 
and I apologized and told them that I caught my error, but I gave them the right page number and what form we're on. And then I backed up a few verses so that we could kind of come come in together and do what I was supposed to read and their then their response to that. I felt so embarrassed. And I know that to some people, that's not a big deal. But for me and my Enneagram type, where I want to please everybody and make it right and always trying to do my very, very best, it really can mess with my head. So one person came up to me after and said, I love it when you make mistakes. And I said, well, thank you. And she said, but no, really, because you just don't seem to be flustered and you just keep going. And it's so nice to know that we don't have to be perfect. And I paused and I thought, well, as long as I can serve. (laughs) But seriously, nobody knows what goes on inside of me when I do mess up. And I know I can't be perfect. I totally know that logically in in every way I know that I can't be perfect but to mess up really really bothers me so walking in faith takes that into consideration where you think about how much pressure you put on yourself when really if we would just relax let things evolve the way they are going to evolve and I don't mean sit on your butt and do nothing I mean don't worry about the outcome and Dr. Wayne Dyer used to say that all the time. Don't worry about the outcome. You know, be happy in all things and don't worry about the outcome. Because that one, we can't control the outcome. And two, it's usually already going to be working out. And we just have to watch it evolve. And as a a really good vestry member said in our last meeting, trust the process. (laughs) And I know that sounds so simple. Trust the process. Just walk in faith. It is not simple. And that's why not everybody does it. And it's not simple because this is a big, this is a big thing to walk in faith. So in this example that this lady was giving on um, James Franklin's podcast is that she was walking on the trail and trying not to rush and to stay in, stay present and be in the moment and that we are to walk with faith without fear because when there is faith, there is no fear. Now, fear is a natural emotion and we all have it. And we have to recognize that in our lack of perfection, we're never going to probably ever have a, a time where we are completely without fear. But we were always taught that you can't be afraid because, you know, if you don't believe in God and you don't have faith, then you're not really a Christian. And that's just a bunch of old religion theology that's really a doctrine not a theology but it's a doctrine of trying to convince us that we have to be afraid of God we have to be afraid of everything especially hell and those messages set us on a path of walking in fear instead of faith that everything was about fear and so at the end of her description of this trail is that You see Jesus at the end of the trail. And then I thought, wow, that's the destination to walk in faith and then see Jesus. But then I thought, no, wait a minute. No, wait. (laughs) So when you get to the end and you see Jesus, do you get like a thumbs up? Good job. Do you get like a, ooh, you were too fearful around that bear. You didn't think that I was going to save you. You know, what was it? Was it a thumbs up? Was it a thumbs down? Did you get the purpose that you were going for? Did you find the answer that you sought? Did you get enlightenment? 
in some kind of problem that you've been trying to solve? And possibly, did you have to U-turn? Because I think sometimes I get ahead of the cart clearly. And instead of just riding along in my faith, I'm ahead trying to blaze the trail, clear things, make it right, make sure that the the cart can go through. Like I take ownership of a lot of things that are none of my business as far as my life goes. It's, It's probably better for me to be in the cart and maybe drive, you know, steer it a little bit or pump the pedal, but it may not be for me to really decide what direction I'm always going. I always need to remind myself to pause and to do what Jesus always did. What did Jesus do before every major thing that he had to accomplish? He prayed. He went off by himself. He was in the wilderness for all those days preparing himself, getting downloads from God, whatever was going on in the wilderness. I know he was supposedly tempted, but whatever he was doing, he was in relationship at that point, even if he didn't always feel it. And in the wilderness, I don't know if God, if God was always revealing himself to Jesus because it was supposed to be a journey for Jesus as well. And I don't think Jesus always knew from birth until the day he died what his plan was supposed to be on earth. Because we talked about that in our Bible study at the parish the other morning is, you know, do you think Jesus already knew what was happening? Why did he always have to go and pray if he knew what the thing was next? And I don't think he knew. I think he went in prayer and sought God's wisdom as to what was supposed to be next. Where do I go preach next? Who am I supposed to avoid? What am I supposed to be doing? And then sometimes he was in his human form of saying, you sure? you want to take this away from me? I mean, this is really going to hurt. This is going to be horrible. <laughs> you might, can we change the end plan here? So I don't think that Jesus was not in faith. I think he had, a, he had all the faith he was supposed to have. But I think he still was human enough to not want to have to go through some of these things. And that's perfectly fine with me. The old messages that we were taught really do hamper our ability to live and walk in faith. And so at this point, let me just remind you of a course that Keith Brown is doing for us called Inlet Journey, Your Your Deconstruction Guide to Seven Key Theological Topics. Because it's not unusual for any of us to begin questioning the faith of our past, especially when we've been abused by the church due to our sexual identity. And Christians have been deconstructing for thousands of years, trying to wrestle with their faith and how to live it out. And so in this course, you are able to be supported within a small group that is set up for you and also with all of the work that Dr. Keith has done putting this together, you will be able to understand and wrestle with seven key topics, including the Bible, clobber verses, God, atonement, church, Lord's table, and baptism. And in this course, Keith will show definitions, historical views, 
and then provide you with practical journal questions to help you process these important topics on your own. And as a bonus, you'll receive a free group membership where you can ask questions, offer opinions, and make friends with other students in the course. And the best part is he's made it affordable. And if you would like that link, go to the show page at empoweredmidge.podbean.com and I will have it listed there. So as we walk in faith, I wonder how you blend your old teachings with what you're doing now. And as I've said before, I haven't done a regular deconstruction of my faith because I still believe some of the things that I was taught, but I've had to reorganize in my mind how those teachings were done, who was doing it, what did they believe and do I still believe the same way they believe and a lot of times the answer is no that the doctrine that I was raised up in which was a fear-based doctrine was not is not something I care to keep me going now it does not serve me Um, walking with Jesus walking in social justice walking in love and compassion and helping each other along the way. I believe it's a community-based doctrine that I have now, and it's more of a Jesus movement, as Bishop Curry would say, um, that this is a thing that we all can agree that this world needs more love and compassion and kindness, and that when we are faced with things that are fearful, that if we can step back and go into prayer and say, okay, I'm losing my faith here, so I'm, I'm scared of this, you know, and get grounded back in knowing that even if things are tough, and I'm saying it's really tough right now, you know it, I know it, we all know it, we're in very, very tough times, and so it is okay to take a step back when you recognize that you're in fear without judging yourself because we have human emotions we may have a little piece of divinity in us that God breathed into us which I love that part that that divine breath was put into me but that doesn't mean that most of me is human without that divinity so there's a lot of human emotions in me which Jesus also had but we, we walk on this earth all the time, and we also have very different connections to God than Jesus did. He, he sort of had like the 911 number, <laughs> and, and our, our downloads are a little bit slower, I think, sometimes. So it's okay to have your human emotions, and it's okay to then back up and go in silence and pray for the discernment that you need to get you through. Because walking in faith does not mean that you will never have fear. But I love the idea of practicing the walking in faith, like that path that they talked about. That I can be on this walking path with faith, and when things get disturbing on this path that I'm walking, I can take a pause and I can pray and resettle myself into my faith. And then when I get to the end, it may be that that's exactly where I was supposed to be. Or it may be that the journey was where I was supposed to be, and now I need to go back (laughs) and do a different path. Or I may just need to tweak it and turn right or left. Or there may be something that 
at the end of that path that then takes me on a different journey somewhere else. So we never know. I never know. I never knew I was going to do this podcast this way. I never knew that I was going to write a memoir. I never knew that I would ever be a part of the church again. And I never knew that I would be an Episcopalian because the Episcopal church is way different than any church I ever was raised in. So I just didn't know. Remember when people would ask the question, so if you knew that you were going to die on this in this way, or if you knew that this was going to happen, do you want to know ahead of time or do you want to just wait? I was always just let me wait. I don't want to know ahead of time if I'm going to be sick or hurt or go through trauma. I'll deal with it when I get there, but I don't want to have that dread some people think that it's powerful to have that, that insight and that you would live your life so much differently. Well, this girl would not. <laughs> would not step up to that challenge. I would be perseverating over the end of what would happen. And for me, I guess I walk more in faith in that way that I don't need to know everything that's happening. What I really just need to know is, is God there with me? And I believe that God is with me, although I don't always feel it. I don't always feel God's presence when I'm in the depths of depression, when I'm feeling fearful about something. I really have to make an effort to to get myself quiet enough to reconnect with God's presence because my emotions can run so high. And I had to take a moment just recently where I went into silence and said, okay, God, I don't know what direction this is going and I don't like the direction this is going. And so I just need for you to settle my spirit and let me know that wherever this ends up is going to be in my highest and best way. So these are challenging times and there's a lot out there that stump us. And all I can say for sure is that we are beloved that we do have divinity within us, that we are not forgotten, no matter who's trying to erase us, that Jesus came to earth to give us the good news, and we are included in that good news. And I am so excited that I was able to connect with James Franklin again, and that we were able to have a great conversation uh, on Sunday, and I'm going to be able to see him again later in September when he supplies again at our parish as we're getting prepared to figure out as a parish what direction we're headed and as we go into discernment preparing our hearts and mind to accept who God is sending to us as our next priest. So we are also walking that walk of faith and knowing that something good is going to come out of all of this and that there is going to be a new rector at Good Shepherd at some point in the future and I am very excited about that journey and I'm excited about hearing new priests that I have not heard preach before and getting their perspective and so that's kind of refreshing to hear other people preach and also to see that in the Episcopal Church even though they may have a different way of doing it than Father Joe did it, it was still such a great sermon from James Franklin, and he did a really good job, and I really enjoyed it. So thank you, everybody, for listening, supporting, sharing, and subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to see more information about the course that Dr. Keith Brown is uh, setting up for us, 
go to empoweredmidge.podbean.com. And check out our Facebook group, Gay With God, where we do a monthly Zoom group entitled My Faith Journey. And that next group meeting is on September 18th at 6.30. And so join the Gay With God Facebook group, answer all the questions so I can see you on the inside. And then you'll be available to get the Zoom link for the Faith Journey group on 9.18 at 6.30. And also uh, from that same place, you can get the Zoom link. And also on my page, you can get the Zoom link for Ask Me Anything, my monthly updates on the memoir, and also Uh, a sneak peek of something in the memoir or an untold story. The next Ask Me Anything is going to be September 14th at 7 p.m. So I hope you'll join us for one of those. And if you are listening to this podcast and are questioning whether you can be gay and be in a relationship with the God of your understanding, if you identify as LGBTQIA+, or not even sure if you're gay, God has always been within you. Even when you didn't know it, you have always been gay with God. So thank you, everybody. Stay tuned to see how you can join the Gay With God community. And as always, you are loved. I want to invite you to become a part of the Gay With God community. How can you do that? Stay connected by messaging me your thoughts and comments in the comment section under the downloads of the show on the Gay With God show page. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen and share, share, share so we can increase our community outreach and be a light to those who are struggling to claim their faith. Consider being a sponsor so I can highlight your service in our community. We are all worthy of respect and a relationship with the God of our understanding. I want to thank you in advance for supporting this podcast. Together, we as a community will keep this show visible and our community stronger. Deep gratitude to my friend Tim McClendon of Tim McClendon Music for allowing me to use an excerpt from Interlude 4, a song found on his CD entitled Sundance.